information. Be sober and vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Radical Christians! What's up, Radical Christians? Long time no see. Welcome back to the old Radical Christian channel. So a lot has happened in the last weeks that I have not seen you guys, and guess what? Good old YouTube is at it again. We got a ban on the Daily Renegade YouTube channel, and then right when the ban was about to be lifted, we mysteriously got a second ban for, a, for two weeks this time. So somebody obviously does not like the stuff that we are saying on the Daily Renegade platform. Now, with these recent attacks, our fearless leader, Josh Peck, has devised a new strategy called Divide and Conquer. The host for Daily Renegade will be posting their videos on their own channels, but previews for those videos will be on the Daily Renegade channel, and our paid content will still be on the Daily Renegade website alone. So still sign up. I'm still diehard Daily Renegade, and we're still going to keep going. So this week's topic is to be sober and vigilant. Now for our paid content, I will be talking about something very serious that the Lord delivered me from. Now. This episode is straight out of my book, The Warrior Priest Mindset. Notice the orange shirt to match the orange book. Now this is on page 67 if you have the book and there's nothing else to do but to get into it. It's gonna be a short and fast episode so strap on your sunglasses, my friends. Let's go. Before we do anything though, let's seek the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us time to commune with each other over the internet. Please bless the words that are said. Please hold back anything that, sh that you would not have me say. Please speak through me. And please just let the main thing happen is your kingdom and your name be glorified. Nobody else's name, nobody else's platform, nobody else's agendas. Only your name. Let that be glorified. Let no one else get credit except for you. In Jesus' loving name we pray. Amen. Now our episode layout for this week is very simple. We are going to talk about an, the unclear mind. And, and within that topic, we have first, alcohol and drugs. Second, sin. Third, lust. Fourth, anger. Greed. Fifth, sixth, pride. And then after that, we have vigilance. So let's get right into it. So the verse that we're speaking of today is 1 Peter 5.8. It says, be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So this roaring lion, I speak about this in my book. This is the counterfeit lion. This is a cheap imitation of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Instead of the, the royalty and strength and majesty of the lion of the tribe of Judah, this is the, the aggressive, vicious, deceitful, lying lion. We're gonna talk about being sober and being vigilant. So what is being sober? Sober in the Bible is nafo, and it's to abstain from wine, to keep sober, to be discreet, to be sober, to watch. Now, when you think of a castle guard, he has to be sober because he has to keep watch. Now, being sober means to be serious, studious, level-headed, and of a clear mind. Anything that impairs your judgment, your ability to make right decisions in your right mind, that makes you impaired. That makes you not sober. Now, these things as a Christian should be avoided at all costs because you it's already hard enough to make your decisions as a, as a Christian with the world against you, with your flesh against you, and the enemy against you. But to add another element to weaken your defenses is pure folly. So in order to have a clear mind, 
we have to know what it means to have an unclear mind. So let's get into unclear mind. Our first section is alcohol and drugs. Now for me, I include pharmaceuticals into this, into, into my understanding of this. So uh, a lot like even anxiety medication like Adderall, that impairs your judgment. One of the, the nicknames for Adderall is Matterall because you get super enraged at certain points when you're taking that medication. Now, alcohol and drugs, that goes without saying. If you are under the effects of alcohol, you are a drunkard. Not only will you not enter the kingdom of heaven, but you are a fool. You are a wandering fool. And let me tell you, I've been there. I've done that. I've paid the price and I've been delivered of that. So this isn't something that I just say lightly. Now, drugs are the same thing. A lot of people think as a Christian, smoking weed is okay. I would say no. It enters you into the second heaven. It takes your mind into a different level of consciousness. You're entering the playground of these entities we pray against. So not only that, it impairs your judgment. And here's the biggest thing about weed on just a base level, okay? It destroys your motivation. It makes you content with just watching movies all night. It makes you content with just eating a bunch of garbage. Now those, enjoying certain things in life can be great, but if you're content with doing nothing and just not furthering the kingdom of God, you're content just sitting there gorging yourself, feeding the God of your belly, that's that's ridiculous. So let's look at Ephesians 5.18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Okay, so don't be drunk with wine, be filled with the Spirit. Notice it doesn't say be drunk with the Spirit. Notice it doesn't say get your jacket and start hitting people, slaying people in the Spirit. Notice it doesn't say the narcotics of heaven. You see ministries and certain people getting quote unquote drunk off of the Spirit or, or acting foolishly saying they're under the intoxication of the Spirit. That's not the spirit of God. That is either the Pythia, the uh, spirit of Python. That is either a spirit of drunkenness. That is anything but the spirit of God. The spirit of God is a gentleman. He's not going to cast you to the ground and make you a blubbering fool. Okay? Don't get me wrong. The spirit, he has the power to do anything. But he's not going to shame you and, and sully his good name. So that is drugs and alcohol. Now let's get into just sin. Now, the reason why I have this in here is because sin can cloud your judgment. It leaves you blinded by your own lusts and you're surrounded by lies. You're unable to see the truth. So as you push deeper towards sin, you have fewer and fewer qualms about what you will give up to protect that sin or to hide that sin. Now, sometimes you'll get so, let's say you, you struggle with sexual sin. Let's say you're not married. You have a, uh, a girlfriend if you're a guy a boyfriend if you're a girl and you guys end up having premarital sex and you live together which cohabitation uh-uh don't do it you are opening the door to sin it is unwise but i digress so let's say you are you gave in to the sins of the flesh with your with your your significant other now you will think oh man i really messed up you'll beat yourself up about it and then when you don't change your situation when you stay in that house with them when you keep going places alone with them you're just like, oh man, it keeps happening again. Then your tolerance for it goes away. It goes gets lower and lower and lower. Either the spirit will increase your conviction and you'll get out of there. You'll do something about it. Or you will sear your conscience with a burning iron. You'll, you'll basically singe the nerves that are telling you, hey, this isn't good. This isn't good. This isn't good. You uh, you stay around sin too long. You get used to it. You deal with it. Just like the boiling the frog and boiling the frog in the water approach, you put a frog in the water and you do a slight boil, a slight turn up of the heat, and over time the frog doesn't even know it's being boiled alive. That's how we are with sin. So let's move on to lust. Now lust keeps you bound to serving your flesh. It weakens your spirit, and your judgment and decision making are impaired. That's why it's in here because you are now feeding your lusts. Your focus, your decisions are based off of how can I feed this desire? How can I feed this lust? If it's a lust for flesh, if it's a lust for power, you you begin thinking, how can I 
feed this, and that impairs your judgment. Now, that's in 1 John 2.16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So this, it has no, you have no part in this. As, as fellow Missourians would say, that ain't no part of me. That ain't no part of you. You are not to be giving, giving in to lust. You are to be in control of your faculties at all time and yield yourself to the Spirit of God. Now next, what else gives you an unclear mind? Anger. Anger blinds you to the truth and you also serve the flesh. You serve your enraged flesh. Ah, oh, this will make me feel better. Oh, I don't care if I'm being rude. I'm just going to say this thing. I'm just so angry. These are things that impair your judgment. This is not sober. You don't have a castle guard who's sitting there angry. You know what I would do if I saw a castle guard that was sitting there angry? I'd say, hey, you need to go home and you need to not come to work angry. I cannot trust you to guard the entrance to my castle if you're in a rage. You're going to get played by the enemy. They're going to play to your anger. They're going to use it against you and you're going to get whooped. Now you can see this in Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. It says, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath neither give place to the devil. Now, what does give place to the devil mean? That is an authority statement. That is a foothold. Do not give a foothold to the devil. Again, the castle motif, I always bring this up. If you are gonna scale a castle wall and you have a brick right here and you pull it out, then you could place your foot in that foothold. That is what a foothold is. So if you are given to anger and you don't deal with it, because you can get angry and you could deal with it and that's not sin. You can get bothered, you can get angry, but it's how you deal with it. It's how you extinguish that flame of anger that shows if you are if you are handling things in a Christian manner. Now, let's say you don't. Let's say you go to, ba- to bed angry with your spouse and you just go to bed and you don't solve it. Guess what? That fight is waiting for you in the morning. And if you think you're not going to be angry then, that's you're just rolling the dice right there. I, you will be just as angry. Your spouse will be just as angry. I mean, that's my opinion. You, go test it out if you want. I don't recommend you do, but go ahead and try it. Now, the next one is greed. Greed keeps us in a never-ending cycle of chasing material possessions and never being content in any form. We're to be content in having little, content in having a lot. You are to be content in the Lord. Now, what does that look like? That looks like having the joy of the Lord. So let's say circumstances are really bad. You know, you just got let go from your job. You're trusting God to provide the next job. And you just realize, man, at least I am alive. Or you realize, at least I have my wife. At least I have my cats, whatever it is for you. At least I have my health. Like, oh, at least I have a house I live in. At least my, my mom's still alive. Whatever it is, you, you thank the Lord. You say, Lord, you have done this for me. Whatever I don't have, you have given me abundantly in other areas. And I love you and I thank you. And, and I'm just so happy that one day, and here's the key part for me. One day I will enter into eternity with you. So whenever things get bad, I, I like to remind myself, hey, you can only die once and when you die you're going to heaven so let's not lose sight of your purpose and what's really important in this life and this is this isn't something i say jokingly lightly this is stuff that i actually do and apply to my life because this is what i feel is 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 what god would have me do now luke 12:15 and he said unto them take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consisteth not of the abundance of the things which he possesseth so your life is not measured in your material possession. Very simple, isn't it? Very simple. So if you're coveting things, if you're looking at your neighbor's big screen, oh, how come I don't have that big screen? Everything would look so much better on that big screen. Like my big screen sucks and you're just not content. Do you think God's going to bless you with more? He's going to bless a child. Let's say your child is like, 
oh, my dad got me this candy, but I want that big candy. I'm not happy. Do you think your dad just, any good dad is just going to go, well, let me get him the big candy. I want him to be happy. My kid was throwing a fit when I gave him a tiny chocolate, so let's get him a bigger chocolate. That is dumb. That is stupid. That is raising up your kid to have bad habits. You are reinforcing pouting and whining, and that's not good. Now next, pride. Now this may be a whole episode unto itself eventually. Proverbs 29.23 A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. So, pride causes you to serve yourself, and all your spiritual growth will stop there. Once you are serving yourself, God will not bless that. God will not bless the attention being taken off of him. Now, if you think about it, pride obviously is a bad thing. Don't do it. We get that. Now, the way I see pride, the way I suggest you look at pride is... It is something, like I said, that takes the focus off of God. Now, what is taking the focus off of God do? That pulls people away from salvation. Because if you are showing people that you could do things in your own strength, well, guess what? You're showing them that, hey, this person's doing it. He's not giving credit to God and he's fine. He's succeeding and he's doing great. Now, I don't need God. God forbid they think that. But what if they think that at your account? Now, in everything I do, I give glory to God. What that means is, let's say I go and I, um, I, I, I bench press, you know, 405 pounds. Now, I'm not going to go sit there, oh, oh, glory to God, huh, and kind of brag about it in, this, in a, a Christianese way of like, oh, yeah, yeah, God did it, but, but look at me. So um, I'll give him thanks, and I'll say thank you for letting me have the health to do this. Thank you for letting me be able to do this and having full functioning use of my arms. I almost lost the, the use of this arm. You see that giant scar? I, I almost lost the use of this arm. I, I didn't feel these fingers for a better part of a year, maybe less. I had I had metal parts in here. I still have some metal in there, but man, you, almost your whole identity, if you're not rooted in Christ, your whole identity can be taken if you injure yourself. Let's say you pride yourself on, um, let's say at Medieval Times. Dun, 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 dun. Now let's say I, I, my identity was being a knight, which at some point in my life it was, and I, I quickly changed that. Now if my identity is rooted in my job, when my job isn't able to be done, when I get taken out of that, I lose who I am. I lose my happiness. So I have to divorce myself from that thinking. That's what you need to do. You need not have your identity in anything other than Christ. Because guess what? Christ will never be taken from you. So if you have your identity rooted in him, you go to my book, you read uh, How the King Views His Knights. That's the spirit of thought behind that chapter. That That's the... That's the, um, I don't want to say spirit of a thought. That sounds kind of weird. That's the motivation behind writing that chapter is knowing who you are in Christ. And then you won't have these things with, with confusing your, your gender roles, confusing what you want to be. You know, if you know who you are in Christ, you have to know Christ. And then you have to know who you are in Christ. So that covers pride. Now, many of the, this isn't an exhaustive list, but these are the, the focuses I wanted to do. These are things that I've struggled with. I mean, I look through it. I I had times where I was a drunken mess that got delivered of that. Sin, we've all sinned. Somebody tells you they haven't, then get away from that person. Um, lust, I've had that as well. Anger, had that. Greed, um, I, I'm, I'm sure I've had that. I'm, I had to have had that at some point. Um, I'm not going to sit here and dig up my old man, but I'm sure I've had that. And pride, I've had that for sure. We've all had that. So, again, on this channel... We're in this together. I am not on a on a pedestal talking down. I am in a crowd talking to you. We are together in this. I may be the one speaking on this channel, 
but I am not above you. You can go speak. You, you can listen. The point is, we are equals, and I struggle with all this stuff. Just because I wrote a book, it doesn't make me Mr. Awesome Christian. And don't let anybody ever make you think that, that just because they wrote something or just because they, they achieved some goal, that they are further along in their walk than you. You don't know. And you shouldn't really get into where they are in their walk. But just realize, everyone is human. Everyone has flesh. Everyone has uh, an enemy working to get them to act in their flesh. Everyone has a human nature. So that doesn't mean bring people down that, that oh, he wrote a book, but he's not that good. No. Don't cannibalize the body of Christ, as Josh Peck would say. But, you know, just realize you are a human. They are a human. We're all in this together. If you are in Christ, then we are all going to make it. I have a friend who always says, we're all going to make it. We're all going to make it. And I always think to myself, if we're in Christ, we're all going to make it. And by make it, I mean into eternity. Because we're not going to make it in this world. We're going to die. And that's a good thing. So now we are going to get into vigilance. So this is a very cool one. What is vigilance? So vigilance is Gregoruo in the Bible. It is to keep awake, to watch, to be vigilant, to wake, to be watchful. Again, castle guard, night watchman. This is somebody who's, you think of the disciples who were supposed to watch over Jesus and, and they kept falling asleep. That is not vigilant. So being vigilant means to, you know, keep Keep on your guard. Keep watch for possible dangers or difficulties. Now, you are to be vigilant because your enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So, let's say you're out in the wilderness. You're staying the night there by yourself. And there's it is cougar country where you're at. Now, you have to be vigilant. You have to keep a fire going. You have to have, If you have a flare, you have to have the flare ready. You have to have, if you have a bear, uh, air horn or bear spray, you have to have all your stuff ready. And you, and even if you try to, even if you try to get some rest, you still have to be ready to get right back up. So you need to be ready because you have an enemy who is powerful, who is seeking to kill you. The devil isn't just some guy who's trying to inconvenience you. The devil is someone who would rip your throat from your body, who would destroy your family in front of you, who would defile everything you love just to hurt you, just to hurt his father. So this is not a game. This is not lightly. Don't let the, the joy of the Lord or the fun we have on this channel take away from the fact that this is very serious. So you need to be vigilant. If you're not vigilant, here's your other option. If you are not vigilant, you are subject to attack. You are vulnerable to attack. You are exposed. So your options are be vigilant and, and stop the attacks you can with the Lord's help. Don't be vigilant and be at the whim of your enemy. So you really have no option. You just have to be vigilant. So be vigilant. It's just like riding a horse. You can't take your eyes off the road. You know, you can't, if you're, if you're fighting somebody, you can't take, like, let's say a knight, a knight's fighting. You fight it, you can't take your eyes off your opponent. Okay. Now, one important thing. How can you expect to cast out demons, to fight Nephilim, to put a chokehold on a Gibberim king if you can't control your own spirit, your own spirit. How can you take on a demonic spirit if you can't even take on a human spirit? This goes for me too. How can I be expected to combat the forces of evil if I can't combat the very low in power flesh of mine? Think about that while we go to our commercial break. Nephilim Mounds Conference, check it out. Nephilim Mounds Conference, you know the deal, March 27th through 29th. 
the last day we're going to the, the Nephilim Mounds conference, if you go into Facebook and you type in Nephilim again, that's the conference. If you go into the website, NephilimAgain.com, you can find all the info there. It's going to be awesome. It's $89. Russ Dizar, L.M. Marzulli, Chief Joseph Riverwind, Drew Graffia, and I got some stuff to say there. Okay, so another thing, Daily Renegade affiliate code. So I have a code for if you sign up for the site uh, there's and you get a membership or even just sign up, there's a spot that says referrals. If you look into the bottom of my video, and I'll put a slide up right now that'll give the code. Or no, I'll put it in the video description. If you look in the video description, there's going to be a code you use you put in when you sign up for the website and it basically gives me credit too. If you sign up, a small portion of that will go towards to, to my channel so I can help build this channel, get resources. That that definitely helps. You know, and, and if you just wish to donate, if you feel led to donate, if you like what I'm doing here, if you feel fed, if you feel if you feel edified and you wish to contribute, you totally don't have to. You know why? Because this is free right here. This is great. You can soak up all of this that you want and just go do stuff for God's kingdom. But if you feel led to donate, um, I have a PayPal link. I think it's like paypal.me slash the radical Christian, but all of that helps. And right before we get into why this matters, the last thing, I just got the call today from a great man, Pastor Jeff Farster from a special church in Georgia. And he just informed me that he would like to have me at the next Southern Appalachian Prophecy Conference. Now, this is the last weekend of October. If that's a bit away, but you can get prepared. It's in Georgia, ball ground, Georgia. Uh, I can't wait. Last year was a blessing. It was a blast. It is just, you can go to the website, check pictures from last year. But man, it feels like home when you go into that church. It was a blessing. And, and we got accepted with, with open arms. Russ will hopefully be there this year. But I will say this. Hopefully Josh Peck will be there. So it's going to be great. All right. Well, welcome back. Come to the conference. It is selling out. Once it sells out, you cannot get in at the door. There will be no more room. It's going to be a blast. Pray for this conference. If you can go, go out on a limb and just go. Don't break the bank over it, but just invest in yourself. Don't invest in stuff that 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 goes away. Don't, don't you know, there's a time for, for pleasure. Some pleasures are okay. You want to buy movies here and there. You want to buy games, whatever you do in small amounts, but do not spend all your money on frivolous things. Do not eat your money away. And guess what? Fast food costs a lot and it's a lot of calories and doesn't fill you up. So don't be wasting your money. Invest in yourself, invest in this conference. Now let's get back to it. Now, like I said, for the paid content, I'm going to talk about something that the the Lord delivered me from that was very serious. And now we're going to go and get into our why this matters portion. So why this matters is because you are responsible for your walk with God, your part at least. God is responsible for his part. You are responsible for your part. You cannot rely on another person to be vigilant for you as much as you can rely on yourself to be vigilant for you. People will fail you. People are human. People have flesh that they need to be vigilant over. And and while being vigilant, you need to be sober because what kind of watchman drinks when he's guarding the entrance of the castle. That is utter foolishness. So why this matters? It matters because you are responsible for your walk with God and who nobody's going to be vigilant for you. It is up to you to be vigilant. Is this some impossible task? No. Now here's the thing. Let's say you have an addiction. Okay. It takes two things. You have to give it over to God. He has to deliver it from you. 
or you, he has to deliver you from it. Now, does that mean that you do nothing and he, it's just a magic pill and he, zoop, he zaps it out of you? No, you have to exhibit self-control, discipline, coupled with God's grace. God, God is going to say, God is going to help you. Okay. God is going to say, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'll deliver you, but you have to do your part. You have to walk in faith. How do you walk in faith? You stay away from places where you want to do those things that, that you're addicted to. You burn the bridge, burn the boats. People call it too. You basically, let's say you have a connection to a guy that you get narcotics from. Okay. Delete the number and have no way of contacting it. Forget the number, delete his name, delete his number. You can't get to it now. Okay. Let's say you keep sinning with a person, cut it off, block them on everything, delete your social media apps, go to the extreme to get away from sin. There's a reason why it's better to cut your hand off than to go, you know, into the afterlife, a sinner. So this is, this is up to you. And guess what? It's a blast. Okay. The closer you get to God, yes, there's hardships. Yes, there's suffering. You're going to suffer like he suffered, um, to be conformed to his image, but it is a blessing. You have no idea what God's preparing you for. You know, I have some great stuff that's been happening lately that God has been blessing my family with that I'm sure I will share very soon uh, when the time is right. But this is something I've been prepared for for over 10 years. I can look back and see the points where I've been prepared for it. So just stay the course. Stay the course. You guys, it is a joy to be a Christian and especially a radical one at that. So thank you guys for everything. God bless you and welcome back to the Radical Christian channel.